Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for tuning in to another Awkward Pals podcast with your hosts, Crystal and Colton. I'm Colton. And I'm Crystal. And Colton, I gotta tell you, I certainly feel like a damn fool right now. Because in the last episode, I told you that I did not think uh, we would see Throg appear in Loki. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I gotta, I gotta eat my hat or something. I don't wear hats that often, but I gotta get one. I gotta eat it. Best part of that fucking episode. <laughs> Made the whole episode. It might be one of the greatest episodes on television ever. Oh, it was it was a, it was a very good episode. So I did find out today uh, they did get Chris Hemsworth to do uh, the voice lines. I mean, the couple grunts and whatever. Um, I suspect that he probably just did the voice acting while he was in the booth for What If, but we can talk about What If uh, in a minute. What grunts are you referring to? When uh, when Throg is like trying to jump out of the jar, he's like, oh, oh gotcha. That was that was Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So very very cool stuff, and you know I shouldn't be so surprised because this isn't the first reference to Throg uh, in the MCU, uh, because in Thor Ragnarok, uh, when they're doing the play. Uh, the 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 Loki in the play mentions the one time he turned Thor into a frog. Hmm. So yeah, played by played by Matt Damon. <laughs> the legendary uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, yeah, I like I like The Martian. That's uh, pretty good. That's the one with the uh, Matthew McConaughey in it, right? No, you're thinking of Interstellar. <laughs> Yeah, I was just fucking. Oh, you're doing a, you're doing a good guy. Completely went over my head. Completely yeah. went over my head. Um, Matt Damon does go to space a lot, though. Like four movies. Mm-hmm. Four movies where he goes to space. I just read on Reddit too yesterday that he was offered the lead role of Avatar. So that dude would have been in space oh. for like half of his movies. Damn. Um. But yeah, let's. Where were we? Loki episode Loki. five. It was pretty. Pretty dang good. Lots of fun uh, variants in there. Uh, I gotta say, Richard E. Grant killed it as Classic Loki. Um, yeah. Because with everything that Classic Loki had going on, that could have just been so corny and cheesy. But he played it just right that it worked perfectly. And he mm-hmm. really made you care about about the character. Um, Classic like Loki I, costume was dope, too. Yeah, I got I got choked up a bit. At the end, when he was, you know, he was doing his giant Asgard illusion, and Eliath came for him, and he was shouting out glorious purpose, and like the tear streaming down his face, but he was mm-hmm. happy. He was happy. He had, he had done something heroic. Massive badass moment. <laughs> yeah. Who else did we have? We had Kid Loki, who killed his Thor. <laughs> yeah, that, that one nuts. caught me off guard. Um. Can't forget the incredible President Loki. <laughs> his scream when Alligator Loki bit his hand off killed me. Amazing. I lost it. That was so funny. Um, who else did we have? Uh, boastful Loki betraying, you know, the other Lokis. You know, are we really surprised? And then President Loki's army turning on President Loki. And, you know, our main Loki just really, he looked really embarrassed about it, <laughs> you know? That, that was so funny, too. Yeah. He just looked disappointed. 
Yeah. Um, you know Sylvie and Mobius. They had they were they were good. I I enjoyed Mobius's uh, role in the episode. The hug at the end that was that was very sweet. Yes. Um, I did take a little issue with the fact that like all the other Lokis were so like were like. A, a woman Loki? That sounds terrifying. It's like, Loki's supposed to be gender fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the idea that that they, that they made them, like, not like the idea of a female Loki, that, uh, did, that did not sit right with me at all. <laughs> not one bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else was great, and... Uh, Renslayer. I completely forgot to even talk about Renslayer. What is she up to, you know? It is, she is was really hard to get a read on this episode. Yeah, I actually, I just like uh, Sylvie did. I, I totally fell for her bullshit for a yeah. second there. Yeah, I it, she she played that very well. Like I like, but that's the thing. She wasn't completely lying. It looks like she does want to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. She just didn't want to help Sylvie <laughs> at the same time. Exactly. Yep. Um. And I think Miss Minutes knows something. I think Miss Minutes knows something. She'd be scheming. I think, yeah, I think I think she's gonna have some bigger role in this last episode. Um, I don't think she's the one behind the TVA. Um, are we sticking? Are we sticking with that Kang theory? I don't know. I don't know anymore because I saw someone someone say that you know it would make more sense if it's not Kang because then. When there's no one sacred timeline anymore, that leaves it open for Kang to come in and try to take control. Which is what he does. He's Kang the Conqueror. He wants to conquer the timeline. Mm-hmm. So it could very well be, oh, now there's no one in control of the timeline anymore. That's my opportunity to step in. Become king. Yeah. So... We could still see him appear in the episode, but just not in the role we expect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and you know, I saw people saying, like, oh, Kang is the new Mephisto. Y'all won't shut up about Kang. Well, it's like, okay, but we know for a fact Kang is coming, and this is a story that would make sense for him to appear in, so it's not the that same as Mephisto. Um, also, Mephisto wasn't that... But, like... Yeah, people got really hyped up about Mephisto and it didn't happen, but Mephisto was not that much out of the realm of possibility considering what story arcs were being adapted mm-hmm. in WandaVision. So, anyway, um, speaking of theories, though, I was, like, half right about Battleworld. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take that half right. Um, because, no, it wasn't technically Battleworld. It wasn't this world made up of a bunch of different universes meshed together but it was made up of a bunch of different timelines meshed together so in essence it was like battle world yeah i'll give you a half point on that one yeah that sounds fair um lots of lots of fun easter eggs we already mentioned throg but uh the thanos copter Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i did that um What's the what's the the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing at the TV? I did that when I saw the Thanos copter. <laughs> I was by myself, but I was just like, "Holy shit!" It's Thanos copter. 
Um, I can uh, I can't believe they did the Thanos copter. Because that's real. That's a real thing from the comics. I don't think it's from a canon comic. It's from, like, a young reader's thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still, um, the Russo brothers actually said that uh, that Thanos' sword was uh, <laughs> inspired by the Thanos copter. That's why it spins like that. <laughs> Which I thought was, was pretty fun. Draw inspiration uh, from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what other Easter eggs did I notice? Um... We had Ronan's ship at one point laying in the background. Did you catch that one? I did not. Yeah, Ronan's ship from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, a giant yellow jacket helmet. So perhaps from an alternate timeline where uh, yellow jacket got got grown up really big instead of shrinking infinitely. <laughs> they really um, just kind of threw the whole yeah, well, basket. It, I mean, it was a perfect opportunity to, right? You, mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'll, any possible timeline could have come to here. Yeah, have fun with it. Throw in whatever you can. Um, lots of lots of fun stuff there. But yeah, yep. it was a good episode. <laughs> very very good episode. Um, cannot wait for this last one. It's gonna. Oof! I cannot believe we're already. At the end here. <laughs> it seems like that's always the way it works. Yeah. As soon as I, you start getting settled into the show, it's over. WandaVision, WandaVision didn't do that because it had like nine episodes. So yeah. it let you sit with it for a bit longer. But mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I'd prefer uh, the story be told concisely than stretched out unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm looking at you, Marvel Television, <laughs> with your iron fists and your <laughs> no one yeah. to end things yeah yeah well, are we getting I mean, a season two of loki uh, i don't know oh. it's been like reported on a little bit but i'm i'm not believe buying it until there's like official word gotcha <laughs> um but it's like we talked about this in the last episode that like agents of shield kind of knew like to to do it like be like okay they still want a certain number of episodes per season but we're going to do multiple arcs in the season now Mm -hmm. because and and that's kind of what a lot of shows that i like a lot of like the network shows that i still watch i've noticed are doing like the flash did like two arcs because they were like okay well the you know the big crossover is crisis on infinite earths so we're gonna have a pre-crisis arc and a post-crisis arc and they're gonna met like they're gonna interweave a little bit but they are their own arcs fully um you know and then crisis was its own thing in the middle of that so but at the same time the pre-crisis arc was leading up to crisis you know trying to be prepared mm-hmm. and then the post-crisis arc was okay well now we have to deal with the outcome of crisis um by the way crisis on infinite earths was so much fun i'm probably gonna make you watch that for one of our movie watch along episodes i know it's not technically a movie and it's just episodes of TV shows, but, you know, it's an event. <laughs> it's Which, a very I mean, fun one. You can splice it together, and it's probably the same length of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it, I think it was actually, and when you put all the episodes together, it ended up being about as long as Endgame. And it essentially was their Endgame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I really, because it was like, yeah, five 40-minute episodes. That sounds... Like you're getting around three hours. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Good stuff, good stuff. Um, okay. Now, that's not the only Marvel stuff we got this week. We got... we Marvel fed us good this week. Uh, which do you want to talk about first? Uh, the What If trailer or Black Widow? <laughs> um, I'm cool with either one. I got Black Widow fresh. Okay. So, Black Widow if is. that's cool with you. Yeah, you just finished but. watching it. I watched it yesterday. Thoughts? I liked it. Yeah. I, I thought too. the uh, I thought the action sequences were actually pretty cool. Oh, the action sequences were great. I mean, they should have made a spy movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they did. They did a really good job with that. Um, I'll say my one disappointment, my one big disappointment with it, was that despite it being her movie, Natasha still didn't feel like a main character. <laughs> you know, no mm-hmm. one really did. No one felt like the main character of that movie. And I get it was kind of about you know, all, all of them and them coming back together. But it just, she didn't fully feel like she was ever, like, in charge of the team. And I think if they did that, it would have made it, you know, her movie a bit more. Um, That's fair. I could understand that. Yeah. And, you know, it. as is the problem with prequels, it just kind of gets hard to worry about the character because you're like oh i know you're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. because you're in this thing that you know already came out but takes place after um and especially when that character is the main character you know i feel like it's like kind of different in captain marvel because even when you're like well i know captain marvel's gonna be fine in the end because she's gonna be an end game it's still like but we don't know yet what's happening to her in Endgame, so still anything could happen to her here, right? Yeah. And 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 at least Nick Fury in that movie came with some questions and things you wanted to see happen, you know? They're like, yeah. oh, how did he lose his eye? And, you know, you kind of get maybe a disappointing answer if you're not happy with them turning that into a joke. I personally don't really care that much. Um, but I understand that it upset a lot of people. Um, but still, you came in there with a question. I didn't really go into Black Widow with any questions about Natasha. Because her story kind of already flowed perfectly from Civil War to Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it And it was nice to get a story in between those. Um, but at, at, at the end of the day, I feel like it was maybe a story that didn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Unless they tie it into future projects going forward, and then maybe I can look back on this one a bit better. Um, which, speaking of going forward, let's talk about that post credit scene. There's right? a post credit scene? You idiot. Nah, I'm just kidding with you. I'm just fucking with you. Okay. It's, it's like almost necessary now that everyone yeah, I was movie gonna to go through the credits. <laughs> I was going to braid you so <laughs> I knew I knew I would get my ass reamed, and I was not ready for that. So I was like, <laughs> I better just go to the end of the credits. <laughs> but... Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I liked her character yeah. a lot, so. Yeah. Um I mean, we already knew that Elena was going to pop up in the Hawkeye series, but I didn't you know, I didn't expect in like an antagonistic role that Same. she's going to be hunting them down. Um and we got, you know, we got Valentine back, although this was technically supposed to be her first appearance cuz it was supposed to come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mhm. Uh But still, you know, really really lend some weight to that theory that she's she's setting up thunderbolts i mean elena and walker are good good candidates for the thunderbolts let's get it done let's get it done 
I want, I want Thunderbolts so bad. I really want Thunderbolts. I've wanted Thunderbolts in the MCU for so long. I would not mind seeing Florence Pugh reprise the role again. Yeah, she was, she was I fantastic. Her. She's um, awesome. She killed it. She was, she was fun. Uh, she was funny when she needed to be, which that's another thing about Black Widow. They did not throw in as many jokes as Marvel movies tend to. <laughs> and I think it, it worked in its favor, for sure. I mean, there were a few, definitely some running jokes. Uh, you know, especially with the whole the whole posing thing. Uh, Yelena's vest. It has so many pockets. Oh, that shit so many dead. You could, you could fit so many, so many things in it. Um... I thought that was sweet. It was that it ended up being her her uh, vest in Infinity War. I I didn't really notice like until she was giving it to her. I was like, mm-hmm. oh wait, that is the that is the vest that she wears in Infinity War. And I didn't even know that. So, um, but yeah, she was she was fun. <laughs> uh, I I mean, but the 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 star, the real one that stuck out to me, David Harbor. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I love. I mean, I already love me some David Harbor. He's great mm-hmm. in Stranger Things. Um, as Hopper. Um, Stranger Things is so good. I cannot wait for season four. I watched um, the first season. I liked the first season. I don't. You've like only seen the first one. season. Yep. I don't like. I started the second season and I was like, nah. Oh, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep going. Season three is really good. I really like season three. Um, I just feel like season one is in a league of its own, and it should have been like one of those limited event series. No, no. I mean, you got to see where where Steve goes, especially because like he becomes like a really nice guy, and so I've heard. I really like. Yeah, I really like. I really like where Steve's character goes a <laughs> lot. Um, I will say, it it is a little disappointing that they seem to be straying a little bit away from like the horror part of it. Not. Like, completely. Like, obviously, you can't just drop that completely. But they're putting a large focus on, like, this, uh... It's, like, Cold War plotline. Hmm. And it's kind of weird. There's, like, all oh, the Russians, and... And the... And so it's, like... Propaganda. Yeah, yeah it was it's, <laughs> it's weird. Um, but... Speaking of the Russians, it kind of goes all full circle there because uh, there's a whole thing with Hopper and the Russians. And he ends up uh, kidnapping this Russian agent named Alexei. So a lot of people were like, oh, he kidnapped him, and now he is Alexei. And no, we're so. just waiting. We're about to get that sweet, sweet Marvel Stranger Things crossover. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved... I, I like all, all of his scenes. I loved... Um, yeah, when he's when he's arm wrestling everyone, talk about how he fought Captain America, and it's like you, you couldn't have, you mm-hmm. literally could not have. Um, uh, yeah. But he like breaks the dude's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Look like pudding. Yeah, the the prison breakout was probably one of the best action sequences in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was you know. I mean, I liked I liked like the ending where they're like trying to get out of the out of the red room as it, as it ex, as it is exploding mm-hmm. but um i thought maybe sometimes it was just it just kept going i felt you like know? there was a few where scenes like that though where it's where it's like oh, okay she's going to get out 
Oh, wait, Elena's gonna blow up that that ship. Okay. Oh, now she's gotta jump. Now she's gotta jump after Elena, and get her on a parachute. Okay. Now they're gonna. Oh, now here comes Taskmaster. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it just kept being another. Oh, she's jumping out of the. Oh, she went it back in. <laughs> I felt like the. Uh... The airplane taking off sequence in the beginning, too, took forever it to get going. did, but I I think it worked in that one because it, um, it added a lot of tension to the moment because it was very much about, you know, will they get out of there? I mean, when you know they will because, it's, A, it's the beginning of the movie, and B, you know, of course they will. <laughs> but still, they did where... a good job with that tension. <laughs> I want to see a movie where it ends in the first six minutes and they just roll the credits at an extremely slow pace for the next two hours. <laughs> Sounds like a bad movie. Yeah, it'd be terrible. <laughs> um, you know, and, like, the only one that, like, could have, like, that's, like, could have not made it out of that scene was Rachel Dice. Except we know she's fine because we've seen the trailers. <laughs> You know? I, didn't, I didn't even put two and two together. <laughs> mm. I smooth-brained that one very hard. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I actually I had kind of forgotten that they said Florence Pugh uh, was going to be in Hawkeye, so I was thinking that you know there was a chance she could die at any point throughout the movie. Um, until the post-credit scene, I was like, oh yeah, she couldn't. Have, she's in Hawkeye. I thought that's actually the way, where they were going to go with it. Uh, which, by the way, she got that dog she wanted. She said she wanted a dog. She got that dog. Uh, that was that was emotional. Her her visiting uh, the grave. Um, it it seemed like a weird spot for her grave. I think. I know. Because like she's a big she's this big Avenger, and I mean you've even you've even engraved that on the tombstone, and she's just in Ohio. I mean, yeah, that's where they grew up, but. You know, you'd think she'd be... I don't know. I mean, if that's what she wanted, that's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, she's not actually buried there, because her body's on Vormir, but... <laughs> you know, I would forgot about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you think, in Hawkeye, that Yelena will kill Hawkeye, or Hawkeye will kill them, or do you think they'll buddy up and go oh. do something else? I don't know. Um, it's, I mean, because a big part of that show is going to be passing on the mantle to Kate. You know, I don't think, so I think it's very possible that this could be it for Clint. Uh, so, it could, yeah, she, he could die. Um, but I also feel like it would make sense for there to be a whole a whole turn. Like, no, Valentine's manipulating you. I didn't kill her. She sacrificed herself. And But maybe Elena doesn't believe it. Um, which, yeah, when I was, when they were going through that scene and, and Valentine was like, was like, oh, you want to, you want to kill the person responsible? I'm like, she can't, th- she can't kill Thanos. Thanos yeah, is that, not. That's oh, what I thought too. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean Clint? <laughs> I was like, I was like, it was, it was that meme where the guy like looks really confused and he's got the question marks around his head. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I Because when like. she said that, my first thought was Thanos. I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Um, but now you you watched the movie on Disney Plus and you paid the thirty dollars, right? Well, I didn't pay the thirty dollars. Well, the thirty dollars <laughs> was paid and you yeah. <laughs> saw it on Disney Plus. I went to the theater, um, which was not you know not my first time going back to the theater. We talked about 
A Quiet Place Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice. Uh, this this time they didn't uh, require masks when we went in, um, so I didn't have one, and that was that was different. Um, but it's been like that for like a couple weeks now. I don't think I've gone in anywhere in the past couple weeks that have required me to wear a mask. I always have one with me just in case. Mm-hmm. But. But so far, no. There is a, uh, like, local bookstore, comic shop place uh, across from my work. Uh, I think that is still requiring it. Mm-hmm. And I almost went in there the other day, but they were closed. <laughs> um, but I guess that would have count if counted if I had gone in there. But, yeah, I, I can't think of anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I, I think I only really wear mine now when I go out to eat. Mm. At, like, a sit-down place. Mm-hmm. Um, I will see what it is when I'm when I'm on vacation because we'll be in a different state and they'll have different guidelines and oh yeah, yep. I hear I hear the the state that I'm going to is like you know like when you're in a restaurant they're like recommending you keep it on until you sit down, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're requiring that and even then you know it's probably up to like business and <laughs> so we'll see it'll be it'll be different it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes. It's so um, weird seeing people maskless. Like, it is. lots of people maskless. It is. Um, and, you know, there's some of those people that you look at and you're just like, you never wore a mask, did you? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just, you, yeah, you know it in your gut. You just, you just can kind of you can kind of tell, especially just in the way they behave, how they treat people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, let's talk about the, the, the big one from from Black Widow Taskmaster. That was a that was a change from the source material. And there are people that who boy are not happy about that. Why is that? I don't know. Cuz they're like, oh, "It's not it's not Tony Masters." It's, a, it's like why can't it just be different? Why can't it be its own thing? They change things all the time. Bucky Barnes is a combination of like three different characters, mm-hmm. you know? Make the it, this fit the story better and it played into, you know, uh, a thread that we've that we've known about since um, since the first Avengers movie. You know, Loki mentions Drakov's daughter, and I think for her to come back and be Taskmaster, that was that resonated a little bit, especially with Natasha, because Natasha wanted to um, redeem herself in uh, her eyes. Didn't want to be the piece of shit that. Tried to yeah. blow her up. Right. Um, but even then, you know, we see that flashback, and it wasn't even her fault. You know, that was what S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted. <laughs> and it was just her way to get in with S.H.I.E.L.D. and get out. And, you know, who can... At the end of the day, who can blame her for that, really? Mm-hmm. Especially when you look in the flashback, she, you know, she did not want to do it. Yeah, she didn't look happy. She was visibly upset. Um... Which, uh, that's another thing. They got uh, Jeremy Renner to do a couple voice lines for it. He didn't actually appear, but did a couple voice lines. Um, you know, just talking to her on the comms. That was nice that they get those little parts. Helps it feel connected still. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I expected a larger role from Ross in the movie. Thaddeus Ross. I thought he would do more. Uh, but he's really only in a couple scenes. And we didn't even, like, see the aftermath of him, like, pulling up 
after like everyone left and she's like, Oh, I can deal with, with him myself and whatever. Yeah, just like we just skipped cut right over to it. two weeks later. I thought that was really weird. Um what? was there any other part that I'm skipping over? Oh yeah, when she broke her nose. That was I was like, Holy shit. When she popped it back into a Oh yeah, when she popped it back in, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, David Harbour was really funny. I hope we see more of Red Guardian in the future. He'd be really he'd be really fun to see more of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where he would pop up. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Well, maybe we can get, uh, you know... He's he's always brag he's always bragging about fighting Captain America. Maybe maybe pops up in Cap Four and he finally gets that fight. <laughs> Granted, not with Steve, but with Sam, that'd be that'd be fun to see. I'd like that. I wouldn't mind that. Maybe like an anti-hero movie or yeah. something. Or you know, if we get that Thunderbolts project, he can fight Walker. <laughs> cool with me too. You know, I'm fine yeah. with that. As long as he kicks Walker's fucking ass. I feel like David Harbour is too big of an actor to hire on for just one thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's growing. <laughs> yeah. And you wouldn't want him also to just be... Because now, like, technically, you don't want to cast him as another hero. Uh-huh. That's canon in the Marvel Universe. So it's like... Yeah, but I bet they got more stuff of him. Um, But, well, that's the thing, too. Uh, Kevin Feige was talking about recently. He said they're not doing, like, giant contracts anymore. They don't come to the actors and be like, we want to do nine movies with you. They're just like, do you want to do this movie? And then you'll be this character. And if we want to bring this character back, we'll talk to you about it then. <laughs> so it's on a more case-by-case basis so that they can... Because they don't want the, the actors to feel locked in and they want them to be able to just be in the stories that they want them to be in. Okay. And not have to ever be like, oh, well, he has one more appearance on his contract. We need to fit him somewhere. So well, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, this was like a couple days ago. Oh, okay. He said this, so. I mean, it's wise. Yeah, and you know, especially now that like the franchise has taken off, you know, of course they want. You know, it made sense at the beginning. You know, before Avengers. Try to lock like, them okay, all in. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. Um, but I think they probably also saw with those actors how hard it was to convince some of them to do it. You mm-hmm. know, Chris Evans did not want to sign a six movie contract. He had to get Robert Downey Jr. to 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 tell him to do it. So, I understand. <laughs> a lot of commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, we saw. Do we have anything else to say about Black Widow? No, I mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was cool um, to see a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, it has it's not as high on like my ranking of like movies this year so far. Um, like I thought it'd be a bit higher, but maybe upon a rewatch, you know, because that's kind of thing. Sometimes I have to rewatch movies because so I know like oh now I know what to expect. I can see how well it did that instead of being like well this is because I know I don't want to be the person that's like oh this wasn't what I expected so it's bad, right? I don't want to be that yeah. person. So I've got to, I got to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, I guess let's move on to to what if. Uh, that new trailer was 
nuts. You were just watching it just before we started recording. Mm -hmm. um, I actually want to uh, open it up here and go like watch it in slow motion, go shot by shot, really analyze this thing because there's a lot to look at, and I feel like I really need to do that to to see everything, right? A lot to unpack. So I'm going to actually share my screen with you so that you can watch this with me. Um, That's case. Audience, you just imagine. <laughs> you just imagine See it. it. See um, so let me put this in like half speed here. And we're going to start. So firstly, we have this opening scene from Iron Man. Um, I love that they started with that too. Yeah. I, well, that's definitely not Robert Downey Jr. doing it. Either. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. He's one of the few actors that did not return for this. They got a lot of actors from the movie. From the movies, I should say. Why didn't he return? Just didn't want to? Uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe maybe uh, too expensive. Um, but here we see... I'm going to pause it here. Because here we see Killmonger pick up that missile and throw it up in the air and it explodes... And, you know, all the scenarios that we see in this trailer and we're going to look at through this analysis um, are very fun. I do not understand this one. I got to say, I do not understand why Killmonger would save Tony Stark's life. Tony Stark is like everything that Killmonger hates. Did he right? realize he was Tony Stark, though? I don't know. I The only explanation I can think of is that, well, at, you know, at this time... Uh, Killmonger would still be in the U.S. military, so he yeah, could that's be assigned to Stark's like security detail here. That's the only thing I can think of for why he would be saving him. That would make sense. Um, but if that's the case, then why is he wearing like why isn't he wearing a military uniform? Why is he wearing this outfit he wears in Black Panther? He's just that badass. I don't he know. Do what he wants. <laughs> Um, so here we have this, I, this person opening this door. I cannot tell who this person is supposed to be. Um, but it looks like maybe that was Dr. Strange walking with them. And speaking of Dr. Strange, we have right here, um, he's using the time stone. It looks like he's possibly, uh, using the time stone on himself, rewinding to before the accident. And it looks like that causes some sort of, you know, hole to open that he falls into. Um, very interesting. And then here, this is just, you know, the shot from the Avengers. Um, the circling shot until we cut to this version where we see the T'Challa Star-Lord that we already knew we would have. Um... Gamora with Thanos' sword? Hello? What's that story all about? Um, but this does not appear to be a Guardians lineup because we've also got Thor over on the right and Black Panther over on the left. That's where I'm really... Yo, who is that Black Panther? Because T'Challa's Star-Lord. <laughs> so you have, any, you have any thoughts on that? Actually, oh my god, wait. I'm just realizing now that we've stopped that. That looks like Killmonger's uh, Black Panther suit. I think you're right. Because it's got, like, the dots from his chest on it, which isn't what his suit looked like in the movie, but that could be what they're going for there. 
Okay. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Possibly. Um, I'm not sure, but that could be it. Um, this shot, we've got like a lot of cubes, colorful cubes, someone flying through. Maybe that's T'Challa Lord, but I can't tell. Um, T'Challa getting the orb as Star-Lord. Um, so this one, oh, see, I hadn't even watched it with closed captions yet. I didn't realize this was supposed to be Ultron talking right here. So we, so we have this whole thing with Hulk uh, fighting some Ultrons, it looks like. Um, we have Ultron talking about the multiverse, and this is Vision, while it's still that same Ultron voice. So I do believe that this is um, Ultron, uh, if he'd actually gotten Vision's body like he wanted. Right? Oh, yeah. That would make um, sense to me. And that could, and that likely leads into what we see on the poster, <laughs> which it look, which appears to be um, a big old Ultron body with Vision's head, and the goddamn Infinity Stones in his chest. <laughs> so, that's gonna be, yeah. So like he's got yeah the Mind Stone in his head and the other six Infinity Stones in his chest. That's gonna be a real interesting one. Uh, Howard the Howard Duck, the Duck. our guy, uh, Peggy Carter, we knew this episode was going to happen, uh, nothing really analyzed from that Killmonger one, Thor looks really weird without a beard right here, yeah, I don't know why, I mean, it, it's not the animation, it's just the fact he doesn't have a beard, I don't know what's going on with that, uh, I'd actually, I want to go back to that, like, shot of Doctor Strange shooting the magic out of his hands, because I'm trying to figure out who that is sitting next to him. Do you think that could be Black Widow? It's red hair, so maybe. Maybe. Uh, that's, you know, that's the only thing we have to go off of right now. Long red hair. So it could be Black Widow. Um, a later shot in this trailer suggests that we have a version of Doctor Strange going through the multiverse. You know, talking to different characters we see in these scenarios, which could very well lead into that uh, leaked merchandise we saw of a bunch of, of what-if characters that said uh, Guardians of the Multiverse. That could be what he's putting together. And you know what? That could be that lineup that we saw earlier with T'Challa, Star-Lord, Gamora, Thor, and a different Black Panther. That could be the Guardians of the Multiverse in like the last episode or something. Was this going to be an overarching story? Uh, I, th I think I think there's a chance. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think each episode will cover a different scenario, but there might be an overarching, like a bookend thing of of Doctor Strange. Um, possibly, uh, which is kind of what um this book that was coming out recently. I actually haven't finished reading yet. Uh, Marvels was doing where it was like an anthology like it had like three stories by like different writers and artists just short little things mm -hmm. but it was bookended by this whole sequence of like of doctor strange and nightmare so it could be something similar to that gotcha possibly um captain carter jumping in front of the moon she's got a sword i want to know about that sword that's the first time we've seen that 
What do you think's going on with that? <laughs> well, first of all, what a poser. But... Uh, well, yeah, a poser, of course. An absolute poser. I don't know what's going on with the sword. It looks like some shit from Zelda. <laughs> yeah. It's got, like, moss on it or something. <laughs> but see right here, here's what I'm talking about. The Doctor Strange and Peggy Carter uh, talking to each other. Um, so we keep going. And she she cuts to a tank. That's pretty badass. <laughs> Big gamer moment. Um, so this here, I this looks like the quantum realm, and perhaps uh, Janet standing there. That kind of looks like the cloak she was wearing in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, this next shot, the Watcher looking over everything. Here we have a Guardians team. That appears to be made up of T'Challa, Star Lord, Yondu, uh, Kraglin, and then Taserface and Korath. They shouldn't be, you know. Those are bad guys. Taserface. So I mean, I love that they're getting Taserface back. <laughs> that guy's um, crazy. Uh, Spider-Man. Now, here's the weird, the weird thing to to me about Spider-Man in this. That looks nothing like Tom Holland. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And, and Tom Holland is one of the few that's not uh, coming back to this show. Um, perhaps has something to do with the contract. I don't know. You know, because Marvel, like, Marvel owns the rights to short-form animation of Spider-Man. It's, like, the only thing they can make with Spider-Man, other than, like, video games. Because um, Sony's got, you know, obviously Sony has feature films, uh, and they have uh, live-action... Uh, television and they have uh, long form animations like Into the Spider-Verse. Now speaking of Into the Spider-Verse he kind of looks like a younger Peter B here and I doubt that's intentional but doesn't he a little bit? Kind of does. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Um, And that could just be you know a whole a whole likeness thing. They're like we can't Make it, uh, Marvel Zombies. God Wait, damn. that's a fucking thing? Have you never read Marvel Zombies? Nope. <laughs> um, so I've only read the first one. They did, like, seven of them. Mm -hmm. uh, here they just, like, start getting real bad. Because it's like, you know, the story already ended with the first one. I mean, maybe there was room for a second one. But um, I really would recommend the first one. It's actually, it's written by the guy who did Walking Dead. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's a universe for, like... Pretty much everyone turns into a zombie. There's a few that aren't zombies. Um, like, Magneto isn't a zombie. Um, but they're still fully, like, aware of what's going on. Um, but they eventually discover that they can absorb powers when they eat people with them. Uh, That's fucking in a sense. metal. Or at the very least, cosmic powers. Because Silver Surfer comes in... Uh, and they just, they eat him. And then Galactus comes to check on him, and they eat Galactus. And it ends with them, like, going off to some other planet. What? So that's what I'm saying. There was, like, room for, like, a second one. Like, maybe, like, what they're doing out in space. Mm -hmm. Now they have Galactus powers. But other than that, it's like... Um, I will say, the Hulk is absolutely fucked up in Marvel Zombies. Because, see, the zombies can't really digest their food. 
Um, so when Hulk eats and then shrinks back into Bruce Banner, it just pokes out of him. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 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 It's fucked up. Very good story, though. Um, here we have this one with uh, Hawkeye and his bow and arrow at Thor. I think that this ties into what we saw earlier with uh, Loki and like the Asgardian army standing off against S.H.I.E.L.D. I think this is going to be an episode where Hawkeye ends up taking the shot and kills Thor. Um, because at this moment... You know, this is during the first Thor movie when he's just mortal and he can't pick up Mjolnir. And, you know, Hawkeye was standing up there ready to take the shot and he was like, actually, I want to see how this plays out. Um, but if he takes a shot and kills Thor, that leaves that leaves Loki the chance to, you know, maybe take over the world. Jesus that's fuck. what that episode's going to be. <laughs> I need to go back and watch all these Marvel movies so that I can pick up all these references. I didn't know, like probably did but I haven't seen it in so long I didn't realize I was Hawkeye I mean he gets like 30 seconds of screen time <laughs> that's fair no. um, so this one we see Shuri and some Dora Milaje breaking through a door and it looks like Pepper Potts is with them in the background so don't know what that one's all about that's interesting <laughs> uh, we got Ego Doing something. Looks like some more Doctor Strange action. Uh, Kevin Carter fighting some tentacle monster. Um, got the Ancient One doing some stuff. Fighting fighting Doctor Strange, actually. Okoye throwing a spear at Scarlet Witch. Oh my god, wait, I just realized. Those are Spider-Man's webs. I think that shot we saw earlier of Spider-Man is from this sequence as well. You see how that Spider-Man's webs go into... Yep. Scarlet Witch, yep. and Okoye throwing the spear. I really wonder. Like some of these, they're like so wild. Like, like some of these, I could I could figure out. Like, oh, the plot's probably gonna be this. The plot's probably gonna be this. I have no idea what's going on in this one. <laughs> Other than Okoye and Spider Man are fighting Scarlet Witch. Why? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, Kratos. Kratos. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, here we have Natasha in some, like, apocalyptic scenario throwing a shield, but that shield has got a lot of just red on it. I think that might actually be Red Guardian's shield, which, that was another thing I wanted to mention, actually, going back to Black Widow, we never saw Red Guardian's shield. He nope. used Taskmaster's shield a couple times, but we never saw his shield in the movie. <laughs> But this looks like it could be Red Guardian's shield right here. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, this next one, we got Killmonger doing some stuff. Glad they brought back the rhinos. Um, we got a bunch of Ultrons. We got Loki. We got Queen Ramonda leading the Dora Milaje, it looks like. That's interesting. We had never saw, we've never seen her in action before. Um, Vision ripping out his own Mind Stone. I wonder if this has anything to do with the Ultron episode, or if this is a different sequence. Um, Bruce turned into the Hulk. Scott laying his head in a jar. 
um, sit next to the vision. Why is Scott Lang's head in a jar? Again, this is another one where I'm like, I could not tell you (laughs) what the plot of this one is. Um, Thor throwing his hammer. The beardless Thor, again. Um, And this sequence, uh, to end it off with um, T'Challa standing up against the Ravagers and Yondu coming in. So, that episode's gonna be rough, I think, <laughs> for me. With, uh, you know, with Chadwick's, it being Chadwick's last performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he's gonna, he has a couple more episodes uh, that he did lines for. But, yeah. This seems like the kind of show where they'll do multiple seasons of it. Uh, it, yeah, it's, I, I could see that. I think this one definitely has a lot of potential for that. They probably want to see how well the first season does first. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. You know, it stands on its own a little bit more. I don't see it tying too much into the larger narrative. Oh, no, not at all. Um, but it could, you know? You still, you never know with Marvel what's going to be important and what isn't. True. So... You know, they could be lay out, like, a whole ton of rules about, like, how the multiverse works and, like, that's going to inform, like, what's going on in um, Multiverse of Madness and No Way Home and whatever, you know? So, lots of, lots of, lots of fun stuff. Either way, I, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for this show. Uh, I've been excited since it was announced. <laughs> what, the What different. If comics have just always been a fun concept to me and... <laughs> I'm excited. Um, but before we end this off, let's get off Marvel for a minute because uh, there was another, there was a, there was a new show, there's kind of a new miniseries that came out on Netflix, uh, Resident Evil: Infinite Darkness. Um, I mentioned before that I was, you know, playing uh, Code Veronica and Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, to I actually, I don't think I talked about Resident Evil Four at all, did I? Mm-mm. No, I liked Resident Evil Four. I thought it was good. I, I, I like the story. It was it I it surprised me because I didn't re- like to me Resident Evil was always zombies, you know? Mm-hmm. And Resident Evil Four, have you played four? Nope. Four isn't about zombies. It's about What's like it a cult. About? It's like a it's like a cult thing. Hmm. Um I, very interesting, still very interesting stuff. And it was it was like a like a uh, parasite thing. And that's, like, how they control the cult. But, and, and like, they behave very zombie-like, but they're a lot more cognizant. And that really messed with me a couple times when I was playing. Because there were moments where it's, like, you climb up to this platform. And then you're like, oh, I can kick this ladder down. And my thought process is, oh, if I kick this ladder down, they can't get up here. Right? Um, no, because they're regular-ass people and they can <laughs> put the ladder back. That makes sense. Yeah, but they don't behave like regular people, so you don't think about it. And then all of a sudden, you hear you hear Ashley yelling for help, and you see one of the one of the one of the villagers carrying Ashley off, <laughs> and you gotta shoot him in the head before he leaves with Ashley. Because that's just bad Ashley, news. Yeah, A- Ashley is the president's daughter, by the way. That's Leon is is there to save the president's daughter. And, like, half the game is this big escort mission. Which sounds worse than it is. 
because um, you can tell her to like stay behind while you mm-hmm. like go forward to fight enemies. But you got to think about it too. Um, you don't really want her to stay behind too close to a door to like a different area because if she gets carried into a different area, it's over. <laughs> uh, so you want to be strategic about it. I made that mistake before where I was like, you stay here. I'll go forward, kill everyone. I'll come back for you. Well, someone got around me. I didn't notice them and picked up Ashley and they were right out the door immediately. <laughs> so Packet, you just delivered a package and they picked up yeah. the facility and kept going. Right. Jesus. Okay. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Actually. I like that. It's a fun gameplay. element. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was well done. Um, and also she like keeps leaving. She's like, oh, oh, she fell into this trap. I gotta go find her now. So she's not stuck with you the whole game, mm-hmm. which is nice. They give you breaks from dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So it works very well. It's a back and forth. Um, you have to adapt quick. Yeah, it's fun. It's I I liked it, and it it does that Resident Evil thing where you get close to the end of the game, and they introduce this like really scary enemy that's really hard to fight. And you only ever see, like, five of them. <laughs> you Half-Life, know? Half-Life, uh, uh, with Half-Life Alex is the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's real, there's one sequence where it's, like, really suspenseful, and I don't want to spoil it if you're ever going to play it, but... I would need VR first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's only in for, like, one level, and it's like, that's the best part of the game right there. Uh-huh. It was so fun. Um, but yeah, they have these enemies called the regenerators, um, and they're just like, yeah, if you shoot them, they get, they, their parts go back unless you shoot them in specific spots, but you can't tell what those spots are unless you have infrared vision. And well, you don't have infrared vision yet when they're introduced. Um, you have to find like a scope for your rifle that has infrared, which is, was also the fact it's only for the rifle bugs me a little bit. Because the rifle is not the easiest to use in short range. So you got to get, like, far away from them and then pull out your rifle. Got to start quick, shooting at them. Quick scope them, see where the spots mm-hmm. are, and then hit them at the other end. Um, and then there was another variation of them that had a lot of spikes. Spikes. So, so they just walk up to you and just... Hug you. And just release their spikes. Uh. <laughs> um, they just, like, make them extend out. Um, but, yeah, I think... There's only one that you're technically required to kill because it has, like, an item lodged in it that you need to grab. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, technically, you never need the scope to kill them. A well-placed explosive can get them. What are explosives um, GM far between? Right, yeah. You can have grenades, but there are, like... There's, like, exploding barrels sitting around sometimes, so you can, like, lure them next to it. Like, okay. be like, follow me, follow me, and then shoot the barrel. Gotcha. Um, but it's way harder that way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I liked Resident Evil 4. Um, and then, before I watched Infinite Darkness, I watched this movie that takes place maybe, like, a year before <laughs> Infinite Darkness called Resident Evil Degeneration. So there's a few, there's like three canon Resident Evil movies to mm-hmm. the games. So not the live action ones, but like three animated canon Resident Evil movies. Um, and I thought Degeneration was well done, but it, there were also parts of it that bothered me a lot. Um, for starters, 
At some points, the animation looks worse than some of the games that came out before it. <laughs> and that's How just, does that that's, happen? Yeah, I don't know. It's a movie. <laughs> it's incredible. There's um, another moment that, oh, that really irked me. So, in the beginning of the movie, there's a zombie outbreak in this airport, right? Yep. Claire is at the airport. And, as I've said before, Leon and Claire are, like, the only characters from Resident Evil I care about. I've only like consumed Resident Evil content that has one of them in it, at least. Uh, this has both of them, though. Um, Claire is at the airport. Uh, the zombie outbreak happens. She's got to get, like, this kid to safety. Um, and, like, this senator, who she actually hates. But, you know, she sees the humanity, you know, you know all that. <laughs> so she's going she's gonna to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like, the military's here. And they're like, oh, okay, we got a, we got a special agent coming in. You know, he's he's been tasked to this. And Leon comes in. He's like, hey, I'm a special agent. Um, and like, whoa, special agent Leon. We're gonna uh, we we have a nine one one call going out. Uh, this could help us. Let's listen to it. And it's Claire. It's a nine one one call that Claire made. <laughs> Leon hasn't seen Claire in seven years. He did not know that she was here. That's he hears man. this he hears this call and has literally no reaction. He says nothing. He does not move. That bugged me so much. This is your friend you haven't seen in 7 years who is in danger and you didn't know it and you have nothing to say. <laughs> it made me so angry. It's kind of a, I was like that is bad writing right there. It's cold as fuck. Like, not even a, oh my god, Claire's here? Nothing. <laughs> That's as simple as it had to be. I <sighs> overthink that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> also, there's like a really weird sequence where, uh, where this dude turns into a G-Virus monster. And, um, and, and, uh, and going after, going after his sister, who's also in the movie. And she's like, she's like one of the like military people that Leon's working with. Mm -hmm. Um, and Leon, you know, is working to save her. And he says the line, um, he sees you as a breeding tool because of your blood connection. That's not your brother anymore. So, why are G-Virus monsters incestuous? Was that necessary? I mean, I get they're monsters, but also, was it necessary, Capcom? What in the fuck? Yeah, that was weird. Um, <laughs> other than those complaints, I, I liked the movie. Okay, <laughs> it's not fair. great. It's not great, but it's enjoyable. I hear the other ones are better. <laughs> um, I will say, um, they did like, well, no, I can't say that. The middle portion of the movie couldn't have been a game. There's so much that like would not be fun to play. Mm-hmm. But like, if they had trimmed that down and added a little bit more to the beginning and the end, it could have just been a game. Um, Do you feel as though it would have been better as a game? Yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) Fair. Um, Circling that around, though, to what has led on this discussion, 
Infinite Darkness perfectly takes advantage of the fact it's a show. Um, it is not a game. It does not want to be a game. It is a show. And it plays into the fact it's a show by making the main focus things that you would not want to play a game about. And it's very fun to dive into. So instead of focusing as much on the zombies and the horror of it, which it still does, and when it does, it does it well, the real focus is on the politics. Interesting. And it's so interesting. There's like this whole thing about like, these guys want to trick the U.S. into starting a war with China, and they're using, uh, there, there was, like, six years ago, there was this civil war in this fictional Middle Eastern country, and America wants to take a foothold into that Middle Eastern country because it'll give them a one-up on China. It's, it's so interesting. To go, and you look into, like, okay, well, why do these people want to trick them into, in, into starting this war with China? And it's, 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 it's unraveling a conspiracy in Resident Evil. <laughs> and also there's zombies sometimes. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, and when I say they do the zombie stuff well, they do the zombie stuff well. There's this really cool fucking moment. The first zombie we see, um, it's just as we notice that an outbreak has begun in, in the White House. There's okay. a zombie outbreak in the White House. The uh, press secretary uh, turns into a zombie... And in a fight with a, um, one of the, like, agents that's been brought, that's just there for, like, a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's, like, a, he's, like, a contracted agent. He's not, like, a secret service agent or anything. He's, like, he's a, he's a contracted agent. Okay. Uh, much like the, the role that Leon plays in this movie. Mm-hmm. In this show, I should say. It's a show, not a movie. <laughs> it could have, it, it could have been a movie. It's four half-hour-long episodes. They could have just been a movie, but... It, it works as episodes still. I'm getting off track here. Um, in this fight, the zombie gets, like, thrown into a chandelier. And its legs are cut off below the knee. And it starts running on its knees as if its knees were its feet. And it is so perfectly unsettling. Uncanny. That I cannot believe I had never seen Resident Evil do that before. I'm not saying Resident Evil has never done that before. I do not have the most experience with Resident Evil. But what I have played and like consumed from the franchise, I have not seen that before. <laughs> that is pretty creepy. Yeah, it was really well done. Um, and Leon and Claire both have their own stories. Um, they only their stories actually only converge a couple times, but they're very much about like, they're both unraveling the conspiracy on different ends. They just only end up meeting up like at the beginning and at the end. Um, but it didn't really bother me. It, it worked very well. It was very fun watching them both do their thing. Um, my honestly, my only I have two two complaints. One is like a legitimate complaint one is like it doesn't bother me that much but mm-hmm. it irks me a little bit um i'll start with the smaller one i wish they didn't give leon stubble it you know, like, like stubbly leon he doesn't look like leon anymore <laughs> once you give him the stubble okay that's um, fair at least they like they gave him his iconic hair still 
Um, it also doesn't help that he never really wore a Leon-esque outfit, at, but, like, the show kind of pokes at that. Like, Claire, like, a couple times says, that outfit doesn't suit you. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But my real complaint is they introduce this whole... Um, this one, This one guy in the show has this whole thing about fear and terror and how they're different, but fear can lead into terror. And it, it's actually, when they first introduced this concept, it's very interesting to hear him explain this. And then in the last episode, they ham fist that little metaphor so many times. They will not shut up about fear and terror. And I was like, if you say fear one more goddamn time... <laughs> I'm a swing. <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. Um, but other than those things, I loved the show. It was, it was, ve- it was a very fun ride. It's, you know, it's a very quick watch. Um, and if you're a fan of Resident Evil, which I don't even consider myself a fan of Resident Evil. I consider myself a fan of Leon and Claire from Resident Evil. Um, but if you're a fan of Resident Evil or a fan of Leon and Claire like I am... Check out Infinite Darkness on Netflix. It's fantastic. I want to see the scene with the zombie running on yeah. his knees. It's a it's a good show. Um, it I I was gonna say it's like oh I was gonna say I'd love to see some more out of that. I don't know how much more room there is to fit stuff about Leon and Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played a six. I know that's like where everyone's stories end. And whatever, so I, I don't I, I don't know what happens in that game. I don't know if there's room after that, or if you know if they die. I have no clue. Um, and it you know I can understand how it could be hard to try to squeeze in more stories into a space before that. You know this takes this takes place before six. Don't um, try to force it in if you don't have to. Right, but if you have room for more stories, do do more of this because because Infinite Darkness was great, um, and I love this. I love this take on Resident Evil that it you know, it can be more than just this horror thing. This was a this was like a political conspiracy thing with the horror elements, and they came together so well. I have to give this a watch. This is yeah. super fun. So. Um, I'd say it probably has a bit more weight if you're familiar with the story of four, because mm-hmm. there's kind of a whole thing with like the president wants to trust Leon a lot because he's the one who, who saved his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he gives like everything Leon says a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that relationship I think is really better understood if you've played four or at least are, are familiar with the story. Gotcha. Um, but it, it maybe only comes up a couple times, so I wouldn't say it's that important. I just would say it enhances the experience. Gotcha. Um, actually, also de- definitely, definitely too, because a lot of, uh, you know, Claire and Leon relies on, you know, where they come from after two. So. Maybe I gotta play the games. Yeah. Oh, have you played any Resident Evil? Mm-hmm. I'd recommend two and four. But Those are the ones I played that I've liked. I didn't like Code Veronica, and it didn't seem important to anything, so don't bother with Code Veronica. But 2 and 4, I highly recommend, but um, before you watch Infinite Darkness. Got um, a couple I'd, days off, so I could probably crank through one. 
Yeah, I played the remake of two. Um, I, I think that has replaced the original in the canon. Um, it's certainly for Infinite Darkness. It has. I don't know what's different. I don't know if there's actually anything different in the story, but like Claire's wearing the same jacket that she wore in two. So mm-hmm. little which times. was not which was not her appearance in the original. She had a different. She had like a vest, like a like a denim vest. Which is really stupid when there's zombies around because like your arms are completely exposed. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we need to wrap this episode up. What about you? I'm done. Yeah, we've been going. We've been we let it go. We let it roll over a little bit because I had more to say about Resident Evil, and we talked about that what if trailer for like way longer than I meant to. And that probably wasn't there's even a that lot interesting. To unpack, though. There's a lot to unpack, but that probably wasn't that interesting. Because we're sitting there watching a thing that the audience can't see. True. And we weren't, we didn't like let them sync it up with us because I kept pausing it and it was in slow motion and I kept rewinding it. Um, I hope, I hope that was interesting. Uh, if it wasn't, sorry. It won't <laughs> happen that often. There's not usually that many things to like analyze like that. <laughs> so. Uh... Yeah, there was, I mean, we talked about it for almost a half hour. And probably barely even touched on a lot of the stuff. Uh, bye. Bye.